It's the Everybody Eats segment, y'all. On this edition of the Everybody Eats segment, we have uh, House of Smoke Apparel. Um, they're a men and women clothing store. Uh, they're women right now, but men in the near future. They literally just opened up on Monday. They're an online store right now. Um, the business name is House of Smoke Apparel. Um, one of my... Uh, one of my good friends, friends open has opened up their business. Um, their website is www.houseofsmoke.space with the forward slash. Their Instagram is underscore house of smoke apparel underscore. Then also the CEO Instagram is at goldmine and then underscore. I believe that's two underscores. I'm have all this in the description below. Um, I've checked out some of their stuff for the women products on online, and it looks good, y'all. It looks good. It's definitely something I could maybe see uh, my girl wearing uh, if I had a girlfriend, but you know I'm single. But um, definitely check this out, man. Uh, she's good people. Um, they just opened up. Uh, so so definitely check it out. Everything's gonna be in the description below. The um, the Instagram, her Instagram, her name's Renique. Uh, the business name, and then uh, um what they are and then the uh the the website address all right all that's going to be in in the description below um there is no podcast plug segment this week because nobody submitted to me so there is none um please 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 y'all just submit or just reach out to me say you want me to promote your podcast i'll i'll do it i'm just here to trying to get people free promotion podcast or business so once again um uh go to at Email admin at averagejt.com. Uh, then type in the podcast plug segment. Uh, go ahead and give your description of the podcast, your name, the social media, um, and why people should listen. And then and what platforms you're on. And then also uh, admin at averagejt.com for the everybody eat segment. Uh, just go to, um, you're just going to go admin at, every, admin at averagejt.com. Everybody eats your name, uh, your business, the website. The address, if possible, if you have one, and then the social media. And I'm going to go ahead and shout that out. All right, y'all? I need more submissions because I don't have any more submissions. So I'm counting y'all to want y'all stuff plugged in so I can just plug it in. It's free promotion. I'm not charging y'all. I'm just trying to, you know, help help people out as I grow. Y'all grow. All right? Once again, uh, admin at AverageJT.com for the podcast plug segment and for the Everybody Eat segment now. Let's go ahead and get to the episode. It's a different kind of city when you live in right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start From the thoughts of an average Joe From the thoughts of an average Joe From the thoughts of an average Joe Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Joe. My name is Troy Jackson here, your favorite Average Joe. And I got a returning guest on, and I got a, a boyfriend on. So, uh, how you doing today? I'm Wonderful. good. 
That's good, man. I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I'm thankful y'all y'all um y'all can able to y'all was able to get on. I know we had talked about this for a little while, and um, it was just it was a blessing actually, because <clears throat> I I've been wanting to talk about it, but I didn't know anybody for for this topic. And then you know you come along, and then I was like, yes, yeah, I'm just throwing topics at you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah. So what's your name, man? Greg. Greg. All right, Greg. How you doing? Good. And then you can introduce yourself again. My name's Tanisha. All right, that. All right, y'all. So, um, we're gonna talk about inter interrelational relationships today. Um, I never really been in one, so I mean, most of the girls I dated were like black and Hispanic, but they were okay. black. So but I they had were black. What do you mean? Like they're black, but they're also Hispanic. <laughs> But they're black, so I don't they really consider dark it. dark skinned? No, like they're, they're, they're like black and Hispanic, so they're, they're like light skinned, but they're also dark skinned. But I don't consider that like an interrelational relationship okay. just because they got black in them. So they okay. kind of go through the same right. thing I, I go. You. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? So there was a time where I liked white girls in like middle school, uh -huh. but they ain't like me. So I went back to my sisters and oh, that was it. Story of my life. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was it. I used to, in middle school, what was it, like seventh grade when I was in Jersey? I used to. I used to love the white girls, but they ain't like me. They called me a turtle, a frog, and all oh that. Yeah, gosh. it was it was rough. It was real rough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Them girls up north don't play. It was real yeah. rough. But then after that, I was just like, bump it. I'm just gonna go back to the to my my black sisters. Even that ain't worked for a little while because I had my first girlfriend until I was like 17, senior high school. So it was rough. It's your type. It's always a type. <laughs> <laughs> always a type, man. So. All right, so I wanted to get into a definition of an interrelational relationship, right? And I'm just this is my definition because I tried to find on Urban Dictionary, but I really couldn't find one yeah. for the first time. The I was, one. I was, yeah, I was, I was, I normally get my definition from Urban Dictionary, so when I find it, I was very disappointed that yeah. they didn't have this on there. So the definition I have is just two people dating outside the race. How do y'all feel about that? basically 100% on point. That's correct. I mean, you can get a, you can go super detailed with it and say, oh, there is no race, but that's a whole different you know thing there. But mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with that. All right, so let me ask y'all this, right? How did y'all meet, and how long have y'all been together? We have been together for eight years, a little over eight years now, and we met at a mutual house friend's party. house party. <laughs> yeah, basically. I wasn't even supposed to go, um, trying to tell my friend, no, nah, I'm just going to chill at the house, and he convinced me to go, and I heard Tech 9 somewhere out of in the crowd of people and was like, who just said that? Yeah, like, and at the time, I was, yeah. I noticed it was her, and I was just like, I'm gonna go talk to that girl. She likes tech. That's one thing. Boom, conversation started right there, yeah. and turned into hours of talking. Kind of just like got us away from the whole crowd of people, mm -hmm. and like just started talking. And uh, I almost left without getting her number or anything. I just figured, oh, I'll, I'll probably come back again. You know, you're right down the street. And she gave me her number and was like, yeah, well, you we'll gave hang out it. Again. Okay, I wish. <laughs> yeah, well, I let wish. me tell you a little bit more about that one. So, like you said, we were I was about to leave the party and I was going to go home. And I walk out the door and something told me to turn around. And I turned around and I was just like, we shouldn't hang out sometime. And he was like, for shizzle. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I just started bursting out loud. Like, this, this kid just said for shizzle. And I was like, okay, I, I got to get your number. And he gave me his number and then I left. And I was just like, because <laughs> at the time I was like, okay, I wasn't thinking about dating him. I was thinking about, wow, this kid is really like cool. I want to hang out with him. He loves art. He loves Tech Nine. We can go to concerts together. I was looking to make new friends. And then next thing you know, we're talking the next day and the next day, the next day. And I want to be around him physically like all the time. So, <laughs> so all right. So, y'all. Eight years later. Yeah. Eight years later. That is wild. <laughs> so, y'all. 
So you're bonded over music, right? Mm-hmm. So how did the whole? So walk me through the whole process of how it went, right? So how walk me through the whole process of y'all getting the numbers to y'all actually being a couple. Like how long did that take? How long was the, the oh, time frame in between there? We did weeks, maybe three weeks. Mm, no, we were talking for a while, but we we didn't start dating for like three months, I think. Like if I don't know, it's been so long. It's been like almost two years. <laughs> yeah, we it didn't. It wasn't a long, it wasn't a short amount of time, but it wasn't a long time either. So I would say a couple of months before we actually started dating because we were like just really close friends at first. Okay. So knowing that, you know, you're black and he's white, mm-hmm. was it like when you like, when y'all got together, was there any like nervousness of like, oh snap, like what are we going to encounter or? Oh, absolutely not. So me, I've had, you know, I've dated white guys before. Okay. That's actually the only, and I didn't realize it until I started, you know, if someone asked me a question one time. I didn't realize that I was only attracted to white guys. All right, so, all right, so let's let's pause on that. Okay. So why is that? Why? Yeah. Um. Honestly, it's never. It, I don't think about it. I just kind of okay. see someone and I'm attracted to them, and I'm like, oh, he happens to be white, you know. But I never think that. I just I didn't think it until someone asked me one mm-hmm. day. You know, that's just how it is with me. So it's not like you go out your way. It's just no, okay. no, no. I've been attracted to black guys too. I just like you said with white girls. Whenever I liked a black guy, they only liked white women, or they only didn't like me. Wow. So that's how it was. <laughs> I told you. I know. Like wow. the story of my life. So <laughs> that's how it was growing up, though. But nowadays, I notice that I am attracted to all different types of guys. Mm-hmm. It's just I, before Greg, I only really paid attention to tattoos, uh, you know, and this isn't on purpose, like white guys and a certain type of attitude. That's what I like. So, so what about you, Greg? Is that the first black woman you date or you had more black women? I've dated other black girls, oh my but God, nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing ever really like too serious mm-hmm. um really i was never focused on race or color or anything okay, like okay. that if i just saw a nice chest and a pretty face i kind of went for it um but really in t's perspective i just it was weird i i wanted something different mm-hmm. in my life like i've never met a girl that had you know giant gauges and tattoos and just had this free spirit basically and just like no holds barred attitude and was like i like this chick like i want to see what goes beyond this you know what's what's her story what's what's going on what made her get all these tats and be a tattoo artist and tatter body up and what made her get the gauges the size of those pool balls like (laughs) she just looked different it was one of those things that just jumped out at me like hey you know what's going on with that okay yeah, I did. I looked pretty crazy back then. I mean, I wasn't crazy. It was my, <laughs> it was my style. I had, like what he means by gauges. He means my earplugs. I it was about two inches, mm. you know, of silver earplugs. And then I had my tattoos, and Huge. and then I, I was at the time when I met him, I had a sleeping giant band T-shirt on that was ripped, mm. you know, to to make it look more baggier on me. And mm-hmm. I just looked like a different type of black chick. So. <laughs> All right, because here's my thing, right? So the reason why I don't date outside my race mm-hmm. ain't really because of, well, ain't really because of the whole white thing. It's just more so I know from a cultural perspective, mm-hmm. they see things different than I see them. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's why I'd rather just stick with the, stick with my sisters because they know what I've been through. Like, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? It's completely different when if we're out together and we get stopped by a cop. How they may treat you and how they may treat me is two different things. And I don't know if that happens, if you're going to be, if you're willing to stick around for that or because that, that, that changes people, that trauma, that traumatizes people. Like, I don't want to sit there and, and, you know, get, and, uh, get, like I said, get stopped by the cop. And next thing you know, like, they may think like, I'm doing something to you 
but we're together and then they don't know that the next thing you know, i'm on the ground going to jail for something i ain't even do so that's yeah. the main reason why i stick to just the people that the 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 stick to my sisters because they know mm-hmm. what i know like i'm saying like mm-hmm. like no offense to you greg but like i said we we, we we have different experiences like i'm saying like i'm saying like i gotta be more careful as to walking like driving walking across the street because i don't know what could happen mm-hmm. like you know i'm saying like I, perfect example the uh the guy that the guy that uh the shot up shot up the place at the walmart in el paso yeah. that just happened mm-hmm. Eric Garner was killed for just for just having cigarettes, but he but he gets to walk out with his life, and nothing happened to him. You know what I'm saying? So like that that that's like one of the main reasons why I just stick to what I know. Not necessarily because of the fact that I don't think that they're attractive, but it's just because of the fact that I rather have I rather have somebody that knows what I've been through as opposed to having to teach somebody and hope that they get it before it's too late if that makes sense yeah you know at the same time and i I agree with you completely by the way but at the same time i feel like it's our duty to make sure that Mm -hmm. we spread that awareness that we make sure it and i don't think that you should put aside people out of your race just because they don't understand if anything if you do decide to date someone you know that's out of your race it'd be you know having those conversations having those really really um intimate conversations with them is really important Uh so that they can see your side and they can have a certain understanding like me and greg have like we've debated about certain things like that all the time and his view is based off of the way he was raised and it's not always you know how my view like it's not always how i see things so what he gets out of it is you know some sort of new outlook on that topic you know and i understand more of how he feels about it mm-hmm. so it's it's i think it's just really important to make sure. it's mostly yeah. all comes down to how you were raised you know you you kind of are pushed a certain mindset mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're younger you know you don't know how to kind of think for yourself so you go based off of what your parents did or what your grandparents did like depending on who raised you or you know whatever in that situation but it's definitely eye-opening like i never lived with a black family until pretty recently and it's a lot different mm-hmm. really than living with my parents or anything it's it was just things you got to learn and adapt to and you know it's it's all a, a learning experience it's a ride okay yeah. <laughs> and 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 definitely i and it's the same thing with me like his parents are a lot different than i am but i this is where we disagree i don't believe it's all about the way you were raised i think you choose to have that mindset if you want to and to, you choose to keep it i mean I, I, that's what i feel i feel like because you know growing up right all the people that was you know like like at the more I grow up i realize not every white person is trained to hate black people because when you're because when you're kids you don't know but once they install that to you like you said it's up to you mm-hmm. to see whether or not you're gonna you're gonna continue that or whether you're gonna break the cycle so i get where you're coming from yeah and and especially now, I mean, everyone's doing everything. There's no black and white thing, or there's no black thing. There's no white thing. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And you could choose to try to make, to draw that line and keep it there, or you can cross it and, you know, continue making friends and continue dating out of your race and just squashing that stupid, you know, uh, idea that you can only date someone in your, in your own race. No, I feel you. So. Like, I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's just be certain things. Like, when I be looking on, um, when, like, things happen and I see stuff on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then I see different perspectives, and I'm just like, that's probably why I can't date outside my race. <laughs> just because of the simple fact that we can have this conversation, I can explain it to you 15,000 times, mm-hmm. but if you're not going to get the urgency of the situation, like, it's no point. Like, I remember one time I was arguing, not arguing, I was having a debate with this 
with this one Caucasian female mm-hmm. and when Trayvon Martin died. And she was like, well, if he ain't had the black hood and he wasn't doing anything wrong, he wouldn't have died. And I'm like, but he mm-hmm. did nothing wrong. It's just those conversations right there is like, yeah, that just starts a fight. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically it. Like, but that's somebody exactly said what that you, comment yeah. to get a rise type of thing. Like, hey. Well, no, because they, a lot of people actually feel that way. And that's what sucks because, and they feel that way because in their mind, they can't fathom the idea that someone, something bad is happening to someone that did nothing wrong. Thank you. Thank you. And it's like, but you got to realize that people have these preconceived notions that someone's always doing bad um, based off of their discrimination, discrimination on that person. Mm-hmm. So you see, if you have a discrimination against black guys and you see a black guy who in your eyes looks like he's doing something wrong, you're going to immediately assume he's doing something wrong because you have that preconceived notion of him. And it's like, that's where all this shit's coming from because of that. Can I curse on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can. Like, I, I, I agree. Like, like I remember one time I was uh, driving with one of my one Caucasian friends, and we had got uh, we had got pulled over, and he was like, "Trust me, I got this." I'm like, "No, no, 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 you don't understand." <laughs> like, no, like, all by the time the, the by the time they got there, windows was down, everything was on, everything was on. I put everything on top of the hood of the car. I mean, one light pressure, everything's on the hood. Everything's on the hood. Mm-hmm. You go get it. I don't, I don't need you saying I tried to deep deep in my pocket and you scared and you fear for your life. And I'm only 120 pounds. I'm not going to do anything to you. And I'm getting shot. And I don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why, like, there are some Caucasian women that get it. But I feel yeah. like the majority of them don't know. And I, that could just be me. could just be my bias. And don't know how to react to certain situations like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't need you panicking in that time. Because if you panic, he going to panic. And I'm going to be the one to suffer nine times out of ten. <laughs> That's true. And it's it's an ignorance. And like with most things, I'm sorry, with most things, it's an ignorance. So you kind of have to either be taught or teach yourself. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm ignorant toward things too. Like there's certain notions that I have in my head that are completely you know, negative or wrong. And I have to go outside of my way, outside of my box and teach myself, you know, to not think that way. So it really just depends on how that person wants to feel at the end of the day, you know, okay. if they want to learn. All right. So what challenges do y'all face in your relationship? Not much mm. now. I mean, maybe the first couple of years of our relationship, things were a little, it just took time getting used to, I could say. Um, yeah and that was with mainly new experiences new people coming in certain things that she might have done like let's say all the tattoos and stuff they just don't understand they don't Mm -hmm. understand the big earrings they're like what is family what are you doing you know it's like hey what were you doing (laughs) 20 years ago like i mean yeah but his family was uh their minds change their feelings change you know lots of things change his so friends. One, one minute you could like something and the next minute you absolutely hate it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I just, I think that's what their issue was, was just didn't really understand. Yeah, I think like a lot of parents, they, they feel like their kids go through phases when it comes to the people that they date. And then if they realize that their kids have settled on a phase that they necessarily don't understand or don't like, that's when the horns come out. That's when they start trying to control. And I feel like that... Um, it wasn't even just his family and their opinions. It was also his friends. And I feel, I don't, I've never had to deal with this before with women or my friends, but it seems like when guys get in a serious relationship and their closest friends are not in their own, all of a sudden they're they just like, the they hate, they hate the girl that they're with. And it's, <laughs> it's just like, it drives me insane. 
Because you're taking time away from them. Yeah, it's like, I want to hang out with Greg. You're really close (laughs) with your friends, and now all of a sudden you haven't seen them in a month because you're spending all that time with a a girl. They're like, we don't like this girl. Yes, he is different. But with with Greg, though, I I knew this was going to happen, too. And so I said, Greg... Is that is that your friend? You need to go hang out with him, please. Go hang yeah, out with like him. She's like trying to force me. I to was like, oh, please hang out. I want to chill with you. And of course, and what happened was the friend would get so upset with me and you know absolutely hating me because he felt like I was making him stay home with me. When in reality, it was the complete opposite. I've been through that. Yeah. Uh, something like that, but it wasn't to where they hated me. They just felt like they were mad at her. But I kept telling her, you can hang out. You, I listen. I I like you to hang out with your friends. Sometimes I need my space. So go. Go, go do what you sure you want to do. I'm like, go hang out with them. So that way, you know, you can still. It's different for me because my best friend live in Jersey. So we just talk on the phone. We don't okay. see each other that often. So if I'm like, he may be like, oh, you in a relationship now. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, because normally when I'm in a relationship at first, I'll talk to the girl more. But then once we finally kindly got like our, our feet settled in, I kind of back off just a little bit to where I can distribute it evenly. Because I'll talk to my best friend every day. Like, it's an everyday thing. Like, we was just playing video games mm-hmm. like three in the morning yesterday. Nice. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a every when we talk like just about every day, so it is it is that balance. I do understand that balance completely on how to on on how to balance, but also you got to have the right people and the right friends to understand. Like you know what I'm saying? At yes. the end of the day, your friends are first, but if your girl become your wife, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. And that's how I was. <laughs> like my best friend, she got into this like two year relationship with this guy, got married to him, and everything. And you know, she would tell me like she's my best friend, so she would tell me personal things about her relationship. I still never judged a guy. I never said, okay, I feel jealous. Je- God, I can't speak. I feel jealous that you're not hanging out with me and you're hanging out with him. I totally let her do her own thing. I didn't see her for like a whole year because she was so stuck up his butt. But at the same time, like it was, I had my own thing going on. And I think that's important. I think that's where it comes from. If your mm-hmm. friend, your best friend has nothing else going on and it's only just you and him. It's different. It's yes, different. Correct. So. It's completely different. <laughs> so, all right. So when y'all when y'all first started, I don't know if this still happens now or not. Like when y'all first started uh, dating or whatever, did y'all get any nasty looks when y'all go out? Like why is why why are y'all I together? Don't really or it. what would happen is T would let's say we'd be at the bar and T would leave, and then all of a sudden girls would come up and try and talk to me, and then. <laughs> When she'd go to come back, they'd all of a sudden disappear. Yeah. But I kind of have to tell them, like, hey, um, I'm with that girl that just left, so, if she, you know, I would leave. And they knew <laughs> before that. Before she gets back. They knew that. They, that's why they waited for me to leave before they approached yeah. him. But, you know, and, and... That's pretty much it. I never noticed, like, like older couples or anything, like, looking at us gross that we're together or anything. I'm, they might have been doing it, but I just... Might have not noticed it. Oh, I do. I would. I we'll hate because unless is. I don't. I don't look for well, that. <laughs> I don't look for it. I just notice it. Like when I go out to restaurants and stuff. One thing I notice. I hate when people watch me eat. I feel like it's just rude to sit there and watch someone eat their food. Like why are you in my <laughs> mouth? Like, and I'll, I'll be sitting in the restaurant with them and everyone around us. And this this happens a lot. A lot of the couples, especially older older Caucasian couples, they'll be sitting there and literally like all in our conversation, watching me eat, watching him eat. Like they've never seen it before, and then it used to make so me really you're seeing it, and I'm looking this way, like yeah, you, I'm over here, like I'm over here dropping my that. mozzarella sticks because I'm nervous if someone's watching me eat. But you know, like I realized at first it used to make me really angry, and then I realized that the reason, one of the reasons probably why they're staring at us because they've never seen it before, or they don't see it that often to where they actually get a chance to. Let me interject, mm-hmm. right? So I, I agree with hundred percent, but I think it goes deeper than that because I feel like interrelationship, interracial has been going on since slavery. I just felt like. Uh, Mm-hmm. It was just more not. It's more in the open now. Like I feel like 
it's not so much our generation that's a problem with it. It's more the generation, like you said, because mm-hmm. when they were going on, it was all the discrimination going where it was different, you know what I'm saying, different different color bathrooms and all of that. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying, they were trained a certain way. And for the older people, not to that extent, once they're stuck in that way, like they're not as open as we are in this generation to get out of it. Like I have no problem in a relationship. In a relationship. The only, only problem I have really is when I see like the uh, the white guy be snatching up all the beautiful black women. And I'm like, yeah, but then these black women be getting these trashy behind white women. I'm like, Bro, like, like, what is this? Like, I'm saying, like, that is a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, bro, like, what is this? Like, I'm saying, like, they snatching up all our beautiful queens, and you, you bring, you bringing this, you bringing this to the table, like, bro, what is you like? You, you gotta, you, you gotta help us out oh, here. Oh man, you know, like, you're right. It is. It I is found the right choice. You know, that's that's. I can't say anything better. That's perfect. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like, it is an older, a certain type of generation that do that mm-hmm. does care about it. Um, but like I said, it's it's because they didn't see it that often, and they see a younger couple that's doing it. And it's also because I have tattoos and I had big gauges at some point, so I looked different. I have colored locks, and you know, Greg's over here in his winter park T-shirt and a beanie, looking like a stoner. So like he, <laughs> you know, we look <laughs> like a different couple. So I get it. So it doesn't bother me as much before. Um, I'm sorry, as much now as it did before. So okay, so when it when it bothered you, right? How did what was the conversation y'all had about it? How did y'all get over it, or how did y'all um, work through it? I would purposely just sit far away from people, or I would just leave because I I'm kind of weird about eating in restaurants anyway. I'm kind mm-hmm. of a germaphobe, but um, you know, or I would just ignore them, or sometimes I would be really petty and just stare right back at them and wait until they get really uncomfortable and look away. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Greg would just kind of not do anything so he because he didn't care and it's just me it's my insecurity yeah, it's like so. why who cares that people are staring at us mm-hmm. you know why why would you it let that ruin your night <laughs> okay no they're not gonna do anything they might yell and say something whoa that's about it that's it that's it so how did y'all parents feel about it when y'all got together I mean, my mom's always wanted me with like Morris Chestnut looking dude, mm-hmm. like you know, tall, dark, <laughs> <laughs> like he, that. Just because it was she, that's what she likes, you mm-hmm. know. She wanted me to be with someone that she found attractive, that she feels like is tall and strong and blah blah blah. But you know, I like what I like, and I settled with Greg for a reason because I love him. So, and she knows that, so she's okay with it. Um, I would say it was it was kind of difficult at first. Um. I think I approached it the wrong way, just kind of not saying, hey, I'm going to bring, you know, this girl that I like over to the house. I just kind of brought her in. Oh, yeah. No, you should have told first, me. Yeah. First experience, my dad just walks in, oh, who's this person, you know, and then just kind of had like, I don't know, maybe he had a bad day or something, but it just came off as, oh, he doesn't like me being here. Mm-hmm. And then, so Aww. we kind of just left and didn't really talk about it for a while. And then certain things would come up like me... Um, let's just say an argument or something would happen between us and then they start putting their two cents in and having their own um, opinions trying to basically change my opinions or how I should think about it or something like that Um, it was it was weird Uh, it's kind of hard to explain without having you know time to really rack my brain Mm -hmm. because it was kind of difficult in the beginning but I mean all in all everything kind of worked out eventually they 
you know, came to and T started uh, not hiding in the corner. <laughs> and Yeah, it wasn't just them. I was immature about it because I felt like they didn't like me for reasons unknown. And because I didn't know those reasons, I was mm-hmm. just like, look, then I'm just not going to be myself. I'm going to do my own thing. But in reality, I should have been myself. I should have been more mature about the situation. But um, and, and going back to what he said about the very first time his father met me, um, they assumed that, that that's something that bothered me, that he ignored me and, you know, was disrespectful. But I was raised that when you walk into someone's house, you have to introduce yourself to the homeowner and you have to make sure that your presence is known. Mm-hmm. And I completely understood, you know, his dad kind of being off put by me being in his house because he didn't know me. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a house full of children. So, of course, you're not going to be, you know, you're going to be a little weird. So that never bothered me. But for nine years or eight years, they apparently thought that it did. And they apparently that's what they, they thought that that's where all the issues started. And I'm just like, no. (laughs) But that's the thing. And that's most conflict. You have to speak about it. You have to communicate and you have to say, hey, this is what bothers me. And we got to talk about it. That's right. Or eight years later, 10 years later, you're still talking about the same things. Uh In reality, you should have just asked the person. And I'm very honest. I'm not one of those people that like kind of says, oh, I want to make you feel better. So I'm just going to completely lie to your face. It's like, no, this is what bothers me. We should, let's do something to move past it. So. Okay. No, I feel like even... Even when my relationships, like, uh, there's been some, like, relationships where my parents may not have liked the girl. And, you know, I just, at the end of the day, I want my parents' blessings. But if she makes me happy, you know what I'm saying? She makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Now, if it don't work out and they tell me I, I told you so, then that's just the risk I got to take, which which they have done. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, okay. but parents, parents believe they know best. But in reality, it's that's not always the truth. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to go through their own experiences. Exactly. Yes. You, know, you can tell somebody, don't touch that stove. You know, it's hot. You have to touch it for yourself. You know, to realize how hot it really is. And it's going to hurt. So if they say, hey, you know, (laughs) just be careful, you know, certain things. Everybody's different, you know, as, hey, I got to jump in, you know, feet first and see what the heck's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, just just being able to identify your own faults and all the different mistakes that you've made and put all that stuff on the table. I feel like that will, regardless of what issues that you have in the first place, like at, at first, you can actually just successfully move past them. So, okay. Yeah. So we talked about this earlier, but what cultural differences do y'all deal with? Um, we like I said before, we've had debates about certain things, certain beliefs that he believed that I thought were wrong, and you know, certain things that I believe that are wrong. Can't think of any right now, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You mean like cultural differences? Um. Oh, you mean like um? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like anything, like for example, right? The way, like, I know how, like, my food cooked. Yeah. That's and there's a perceived, <laughs> and I don't say it's perceived notion, there's some, there's some Caucasian women out there that don't like to season her food. And I like my food very seasoned. And that's also another reason why I just be like, I don't even want to deal with it mm-hmm. because I feel like African American women know how to cook the way I, yeah, I, yeah. I know where to cook, I way I like <laughs> yeah. them to be cooked. And like, I don't so want, funny. I don't want to get chicken on with my can strip of rice. Yeah. And I'm like, my college means is blank. Like, what is this? I'm going to be upset. <laughs> like, I'm going to be highly upset. You know what? So obviously I do all the cooking and it's really funny how this is because, um, I, growing up, like I was a nanny for four years okay. and I worked for a family that was very organic friendly and they like, everything had to be organic and fresh and whole foods, everything. Right. So it actually changed the way I cooked from, or the, you know, the way I was raised on how to cook basically. So my mom cooked soul food. Everything was basically floating in grease, uh-huh. you know, straight up like diabetes food. And when I worked for them, it ch- completely changed that, that view. So when I met Greg, I was already, you know, cooking, you know, healthy and 
cooking all the foods that his parents basically cook. Mm-hmm. And his mom is the type of per- like person that cooks every single day, like full course meal. Okay. For a full family. For a full family. I mean, yeah, and that's why. If it's not, you know, just my dad and my couple sisters there, she's got my other sister there with all her kids yeah. there. And, <clears> you know, like some of those friends will come over and she's just always either on the grill or cooking something. Or my sister's cooking with her and... It's yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so the way I cook is food basically is really the way good. his mom cooks, <laughs> minus okay. all the plates of you know food for people. Okay. So it's the same. I mean, he there's not much difference. He doesn't. Oh, one thing he doesn't do, he does not eat leftovers. I so, it depends if it's really <laughs> if it's really good the night before or something. But there's a difference between having something that's really good that night and then it comes out all cold and you try to microwave and it. No, just doesn't you taste have the same to re. Or, you have to like, re like. Not imagine, but re-cook like cook it again. Yeah, or... no, not recook it, but like kind of. I don't know how to say it. Like just make it. That's another why you meal. don't make a lot, like a ton. Yeah, you know? I so don't. There has to be leftovers. You make yeah. a good proportion so you can eat it all, and then if you want extras, you know, eat whatever's a little bit left. But, yeah. I mean, know, her mom will make a giant thing of food for like twenty people, <laughs> and there's only like five of us in the house. It's like, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be leftovers for three days. <laughs> But yeah, and it's funny that. because I kind of. So why don't you like leftovers? Because I mean, it depends. If I like the it's food. It's just it. If it's really good, like something like one thing I could eat leftover like the day after is like a firehouse sub, something like that. Like it's just that tastes fine to me. But something like a uh, chicken, like the outside just isn't. No, I kind of agree with you because like if you get a burger at once, once and you over, it's, it's not going to taste. Burger, it's not because it's, it's processed. All soggy, mm-hmm. And then the, it's the tomato <laughs> is left in it, and it just made it all gross. Mm-hmm. Like there's some things I will eat after, but for the most part, it's, I want to eat the meal now, and then I can make another meal tomorrow. I, I don't want to eat that same old reheated, doesn't taste as good. <laughs> I'll tell you because I, I like I when I when I ever think about interracial relationships, I really think about the long term. I'm thinking like okay. I like her, but am I going to be able to teach her how with my food cooked? Because I'm I'm real particular about my food. Like, gotcha. I I'm kind of picky too. But over the years, she's learned. If you can't you know, cook, I like, won't marry. If her. I don't like something, she's like, okay, I won't make that again. Or, or she'll it. make it and not tell me that she made it, and it'll just be mixed <laughs> in, and I wouldn't even know. She'd be like, yeah, how was I've that? Learned. That was damn good. She'd be like, oh yeah, guess what that was? <laughs> it was healthy i know your tricks yeah the healthy thing it's like if she tells me it's like nope there's no fat in it there's no sugar in it like where's the flavor see that's see that's another thing because like because i I think about it long term i'm sitting there going like okay let's say i do get with her right and we go over thanksgiving and then we go over her parents house they may not like it the way i like it and Mm -hmm. i am not one to play with you when it comes to food like Mm -hmm. if i don't like it it's going to be all over my facial expression like Mm, how's it taste? And I'm, and I'm going to tell you. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't believe in lying. So I'm going to be like, it's. It's. It's not. It's not my. It's not my. My preference. My oh. cup of tea. Like it's just like to me. Like I rather. They're right there. You just crushed my mom's yeah. dreams. I rather tell you up front. <laughs> you don't I like don't this? like it. Then me having a me pretending like I like it, then throwing the food away because I'm not going to stuff it down. If I don't like it, I'm not going to pretend it. My, my yeah, parents are telling I'm not going to pretend to eat it. If I don't like it, it, I'm not going to eat and it. And then you're going to think that I like it and you're going to make it again. Then I got to tell you oh, this yeah. time that I don't like it. And then you're going to be like, but I thought you did. I was the trying to be nice. To so I'm just going to tell you in a nice, respectful way. I don't think the turkey's done, or like you're saying, or something like no, that. No, like, no, no. like, or I don't think, like you know, I, the, the way you make mac and cheese, the way my parents make mac and oh, cheese. Oh yeah, it's, you're saying it's two That's different types. Right there, exactly. Yeah, it's two different type of things, and I'm like, 
for example, at my job now, we have like my mom would compromise too. If she knows after that, that you didn't like a certain thing, she'll make two. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. one that specifically yeah. you she would listens. like, and then the normal. Okay, I respect that. Yeah, when his, when his mom else. actually like, asked some you. people in uh, my family are vegan, so she knows that hey, don't mm-hmm. put any meat inside of this one. They can still have the same thing, same flavors. It just doesn't have the meat in it. Yeah, so she goes go. out of her way to make sure that you're happy with the meal because that's what she's the type of stereotypical kind of housewife. She wants to cook and make sure that your your meals are good to you, you know, okay. and make sure that you're comfortable in her house. So. All right. Like I'll give you a perfect example. Like, you know, Fred's that's in like Lake Mary. Fred's marketplace. Yeah. Nah, uh, it's like a, uh, it's like a buffet. Oh yes. We've been there one time. I remember. So I went, Isn't that the one that's like the home style cooked or whatever. Yeah. Thing? I went there one day and I was one plate and I was disappointed because I'm thinking, Oh, it's soul food. I'm about to get some good food. No. And then all of a sudden I realized and I'm like, there's a lot of Caucasian people yeah, cooking this, so I'm real. getting worried. And then I, I see the I see the collard greens, and it's not good. The mac and cheese. And no, when I was working bad. at the airport, everybody was, said, "Yo, Fred is good. Fred is horrible. What are you talking yeah, about? There is no seasoning bad. on the I food. Like they, you basically you order the buffet to get whatever you want, but they give you one plate. Exactly. It's like you get whatever you want on this one plate. Mm-hmm. It's like I thought this was a buffet. Like I can knock three or four plates down. Like no, yeah, I don't like it either. We we were very disappointed. We were like, and it was, we heard it was all so very much bland. Yeah, we heard so exactly very bland. So, and when we went, we were like expecting. I live with black women. I know what good food tastes like. There we go. (laughs) There we go. There we go. So, all right. So, right. Do y'all think about having children? Yes. Okay. (laughs) One day. Yeah, we're kind of a messed up world to raise a child. No, you're you're exactly right. I agree, hundred percent. It's it's a very. I'd rather adopt a kid. You know, that's already. I would say seven to nine. That's already kind of. You know, grown, I don't know, have to deal with that screaming baby phase. I feel you. And man. then just change a kid's life. You know, instead of bringing another one in, make this kid's life the best life he could have. Hmm. You know? I feel you. Because that's one of the things that I feel like is key, especially in an interracial relationship, is when y'all have kids to have that talk. Because, like I said, you was raised one way, mm-hmm. but you got to let them know. Yeah, you're. You gotta let them know you're half white, but the world, in my opinion, sees you as black. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying, they see you as black. So it's like it's not like you can. The way you see other Caucasian people talk to authority, you you, you can't do that. Do that. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> you you can't do that. That's not gonna fly with you. Like you know what I'm saying, like oh yeah, I'm gonna get my lawyer and all. Cause black people, we don't do that. It's yes sir, yes ma'am. Cause we we know. Like you know what I'm saying, like we say one wrong thing or they suspect one wrong thing and. We that could be our funeral, mm-hmm. and then nine times out of ten, it, it gets even harder because the police are getting away with it more and more nowadays. Of course, because who they're gonna believe? Exactly, a citizen, even black or white, or a police officer, they're I gonna think believe it's, the it's cop happening no matter less. what. I think it's been happening for a very long time, but now that we have people, every everyone has a camera phone now. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has, or at least most police departments, they have those body cams now. So they're get, yeah, they're not getting away with it anymore, and some still are. Um, I agree. Some there, there there are some that um there are some that have been locked up and going to jail. But I think that's what's making it even worse is that before you couldn't necessarily see it, mm-hmm. but now you can see it. But they're still getting away with it. It's like you have clear evidence that he shot mm-hmm. him and that you know he killed him in cold blood. But yet we're still getting. You're still, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're still getting off. Oh, they yeah. get paid leave. Exactly. Pay, exactly. Paid I, like leave. I'm saying, I can't do nothing like that. 
you kill somebody and now you're getting paid. Well, that's usually like, because that's, they're still. I, I don't want to use the word processing, but I, they're still trying. It's an open investigation, mm-hmm. so they don't want to assume that the person is um, guilty until he's proven guilty. They don't want to just fire. The yeah, they so they don't want to fire them leave until the investigation's and over. And then they get fired, so or they go to jail, or they get hired. So you know, it's just it's a process. I feel you because that's that's my whole thing about it, right? It's like so they go ahead, hurt, injure, kill somebody, whatever. Mm-hmm. They get let go. But then they get hired by another police firm. Mm-hmm. And it's the same cycle all over again. And something happens and you're like, oh, well, but you knew. You knew exactly what type of person you 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 was getting into, what you was dealing with. Yeah. And that's that's, that's our police force. That's our kid. military. I mean, that's our... You never know. It could be black. It could be white. Yeah, exactly. Be you're, you're right. Mixed. And I mean, even the, the mixed seems to get it a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Because are you black? Are you white? You know, you got white skin, but you got an afro. Like, it's... How how difficult would I make my future child's life bringing them into this world the way it seems to be right now? I, that freaks I, me out. And that's that's what I also don't agree with. I feel like, yeah, it happens, but, you know, and it also happens against, like, you know, mentally ill people. That's, that's true. They yeah. act out. And that's this true. is white, black, Puerto Rican, whatever. They act out and they have, like, these, these um, you know, these fits and the police get called. They think that we think that the police is going to calm them down or at least restrain them. And they end up shooting them dead. Mm-hmm. So because they don't feel like dealing with it or something. So I think that that really just depends. And it's about how you teach your child to be able to respond to something like that. You know, and like you said, you told your friends to say, don't say nothing. I'm going to handle this. We're going to put everything on the roof and we're just going <laughs> to be respectful. Because if you didn't, if you had thrown a fit, you could potentially die mm-hmm. because of that. So. No, I completely, I completely, I, I'm with you, right? Because I, I yeah. listen, I'm, I be thinking like I want kids, but seeing how this world is going, I'm like, eh, like, yeah. do I really want to raise one? Because like, yeah. And to answer your question, yes, we both want to have kids. I would like to adopt. It's actually surprising to me that he actually is on the same page with me now. So that's really cool. I think he's been thinking about it for a while now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's kids out there right now that need a family, mm-hmm. that need a home. So what's the point of me popping out even more? when I could just save one one kid at a time or something. I feel you. So, um exactly. So what it looks like you that's your benefit of it. Like my father raised me since I was like 2 years old. You know, I've still knew about my biological father, but this man raised a ton of kids that aren't his. Mm-hmm. You know, but still loves them like they're his own. I don't see him as anything different than my dad. So that's what I would hope is you know, you show love and compassion to another child, whether they're yours or not. You know, they still get that love. I feel you. Like I, I want, I want my own, but I, I do want to adopt. I just want my own as well. Yeah, it would be great. I mean, it's not like we haven't, you know, wanted to have a kid before, but it's not one. I would rather TB all completely done with her schooling, see what's going on with her organization, um, have, you know, time to be a mother mm-hmm. not be so focused on a ton of other things and you know be really be able to raise a child and not having them with a bunch of babysitters and you know with the parents or whatever while we're out having to try and work and stuff i want to make sure that kid gets the the time that it deserves no, i completely understand i completely understand you got anything else to say to no. All right, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> so I want to thank y'all for coming, man. Yeah, no uh, definitely thank y'all for coming because I've, awesome. I've, been, I've been trying to – I've been trying to – I wanted to get an insight just so I understand better 
in a relationship. Like I said, I've never been in one. And seeing that, you know, y'all got time and y'all engaged and everything like that. Like, I really wanted to understand the dynamics of, uh, of how it worked. And I feel like I'm a little bit more educated now than what I was before. And so I, I want to... Uh, Thank you for that. Um, you want to plug your social media again? If you, it's up to you. So, like, I, I ask every, every time you come on, you want to plug it in. You got it. Sure. Well, I have a nonprofit, if you don't already know, called Urban Development Community. Um, our Instagram is Urban Development 4. That's number four. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash Urban Development 4. And, um, yeah, that's that's mainly the only two the ones that we use right now. So. I don't do much social media, but I got uh, Divers Anonymous on YouTube. You can watch videos of me busting open random toy buckets. All right. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that in the description, so y'all look out for that. Thanks. Um, y'all already know where y'all can find me, man. Um, Instagram, Average JTPC. Uh, Facebook, Thoughts of an Average Show Podcast. That's the page. Um, the email, admin at averagejt.com. Once again, if y'all want to get on a podcast plug or the Everybody E segment, you can either... DM me on Instagram, or you can email me. Just you know, tell me what what the podcast is about, uh, what platforms you're on, uh, the name of it. I'll shout it out. Uh, same thing with everybody eats. Uh, just the name of the business, where it can be found, and what it's about. I'll go ahead. I'll plug it in. All right, because I want everybody to succeed. Um, just uh, if y'all like it, if if y'all like the podcast, just rate, subscribe, download, share it with a friend. That's all I ask. I appreciate all y'all support. Everything y'all been doing, man. We're going to wrap it up. Peace. It's a different kind of city when you live in right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thoughts of.